tonight we're continuing this idea of kingdom culture. And um, because again, God's called us, God's called us to not only plant the church, but but we are to be a church that plants churches, Amen. that starts more churches. And uh, it's funny, the Lord is just really over the last two months just beginning to birth this dream um, for other areas around our city and sur uh, surrounding towns to plant word and spirit churches, like churches that believe the Bible and believe the Holy Spirit still moves. Amen. Because uh, he does. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, so, so we have this dream and... And, uh, and and they'll all be pastored by their own pastor. I have no desire to pump my video feed all around the city. That's just silly to me. Amen. Um, I just uh, but not not against any, anything against the church to do. I just don't feel led to do that. We want to raise up people and send them out. Amen. Yeah. Yes. And uh, but with that being said, with that being said, there are some things that I feel like that our church should be about, and. Um, that makes this unique, and, and I don't think it should be unique. I think it just should be the DNA in general of, of church. But we, we've talked a few about a few things. The first week we talked about honor. Like we're again, we're a culture of honor, and I'm reviewing this with you so we get this down. But a culture of honor. We we honor those in authority. We honor our peers, and we honor those that the Lord has entrusted right. to us. There there is no unimportant person. And we should never treat someone better than someone else because of titles. We, Come on. we just honor what we just honor the individuals. We just do. That's right. Okay. We uh, goodness, I'm losing track what we talked about uh, last week. We talked about how you are each full of potential because you have Christ in you, the hope of glory. Right. That's right. And um, and I, I touched on one point last week in particular, and I felt led to kind of tease that one point out even more so because I, I think it's of the utmost importance and and so I want to <laughs> get into this so Jesus I'm struggling to get started so I need your help I really do it's in your name we pray amen, amen. we serve a supernatural God he's supernatural <laughs> right <laughs> and he lives inside of us. We've been filled with the Holy Spirit. And so he's a supernatural God, and therefore his church should be a supernatural church, or his Amen. people should be a supernatural people. Come on. Now, I say that, one of the points last week that I said is that, that because Christ in us, the hope of glory, we have unlimited potential. And, and, and not on my own, because I could go do a lot of stuff and strive in the flesh, and it not make much of a difference. But because he lives inside of me, we can make a big difference. Amen. Now, Matthew 19, 26, again, says this. And looking at them, Jesus said to them, With people, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So, so with God, all things are possible, right? We say that, we say that, we say that, we quote it, we tell people that when we're counseling and consoling them. We print T-shirts up and put it all over the T-shirts. We put bumper stickers on the back of cars, we put it all over the place, right? It's just, it's it's a good verse, right? It's it's actually, and it's not just a good verse. It is an absolute truth that with him, all things are possible, right? Yeah. So, so you take it a step further. Mark 9, 23 says, all things are possible to him who believes. That's right. Now, now I think they're both incredible truths by themselves. But when you put them side by side, like like, I, I don't even know how it happened, but I put them side by side, and I basically went, whoa. 
Nothing is impossible with God. And all things are possible to the one that believes. Which means that if he lives inside of me, and he does, if he lives inside of you, and he should, <laughs> you're a palace fit for a king, right? Then, then, then as a company of believers, that we should be able to operate without any restrictions. Now, now that makes some uncomfortable. Now, I'm not talking about name it and claim it. I'm not talking about prosperity. God. I'm not talking about any of that stuff. I'm talking about that with him all things are possible and nothing is impossible for him who believes, which means that I can look at a mountain and tell a mountain to move, which means that I can look at someone who's sick, I can pray, and God's going to touch them, or I can speak an edifying, encouraging word to something. April talked about prophecy. I can prophesy to someone if the Lord's speaking to me, I hear. We can do all kinds of amazing things simply because he lives inside of us, okay? And so there are no restrictions. And, and this is, like, I say that, and I almost, I'm like, Ugh. Like, it stretches me even just saying it. It stretches me even saying it. So, we're supernatural people for that very reason. And if we have a supernatural God, and we're a supernatural people, then impossibility should not even be in our vocabulary. That's right. Amen. Impossibility should not be in our vocabulary. Come on. I'm going to tell you three quick stories from this, just this past week. And this is something like, I'm really trying to just live this out. And some days I do, I don't want to say some days I do, but some days I do, I, I think, okay. And other days I miss the mark on this. Some days I recognize the opportunities. I, let me say this. I recognize the opportunities quite a bit. Some days I act on them and some days I don't. Okay? And it's just the truth. Fear comes in. Um, I talk myself out of it because I'm afraid I'm going to look silly. I mean, uh, but anyway, let me share these three quick stories. Okay, the first story is this. I was at Glens Fork this past week. I was staying in a hotel, a really nice hotel in uh, Columbia, Kentucky. And, goodness, I can't remember what day it was. I think it was Monday morning. I may get the days mixed up. I'd have to go look on my journal. But I wake up, and I go down to the, I, I, brought, I bring my own coffee mug with me wherever I travel. But I brought my coffee mug with me, and I went down to go get coffee. Uh, because I'm a, I'm a nicer person after I have coffee, okay? <laughs> Amen. It's just true. I, it's just true. So I go down, and they have breakfast there every morning, but I wasn't concerned with eating. I really was just concerned with consuming coffee. And so I, I go and I, I get my coffee, and when I come down from getting my coffee, there was a young couple, and it was apparent that they were a couple, and it was apparent that they were having a slight disagreement. And by slight disagreement, I mean they were sitting at their little tables like those over there, and they were yelling at each other. Like, ah, I'm so mad. I, just, ah. I mean, it was, it was bad. Like, it was, it was bad. Like, we've disagreed when we first got married, but I thought, like, this is something that could have been on Jerry Springer. I mean, it was like, I mean, it was bad. It was really bad. And so, so I don't know what got into me other than it was the Lord. I'll just say this was the Lord. The Lord said, you need to go talk to them right now. I'm like, all right, God, I've had a sip of coffee over this, right? And so, so, so I go, I go to their table, and I go, hey, and the, and the guy's like, the guy goes, what do you want? And I said, I want to tell you something. I know the answer to why you're fighting. 
at point blank, just said, I know why you're fighting. I know the answer to it. And he says, what would that be? And he didn't say it that way. Like he said a few adjectives in there. <laughs> but just tell me, it's the Lord. And I said, I think the two of you need Jesus. And if you guys had Jesus, you probably would not be fighting with one another right now. Because you would realize that the things you are fighting about are inconsequential. Amen. <laughs> I'm not making it up. <laughs> and, and he looks at me and he's like, his jaw's about to hit the ground. Like, I wasn't sure if he was going to start swinging <laughs> or what. But his jaw about hits the ground and she just goes, <sighs> and starts crying right there. Kid you not. She starts crying right there <laughs> at the sleep in in Columbia, Kentucky. And so I'm like, I'm going to sit down. That's what I told him. I'm going to sit down now because I'm standing over him. And I sat down. I said, give me your hands. And we just started to pray and, 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 and led those two to Jesus Woo! over Amen. a matter of 15 yes. minutes. Amen. Like they went, Amen. Through the, yes. went through the thing and, and they went on their way. They left. They were kind of vacationing or traveling. I'm not real sure what they were doing, but they were, they were on their way west. So... That was the that was that morning. That evening, that evening I I guess I think it was before church. I had just had breakfast with you. Is that right? That was we had lunch. We had lunch. Okay, it, I, I finished with him. <laughs> and I, I go yeah. I go up to my hotel room. I go up to home hotel room, and I have been there for a full day already. And I'm sorry, almost two days actually, but I, I go to a hotel room and I go past the cleaning lady and her name was Carrie and uh, Carrie's about this tall and, and uh, just a sweet, sweet lady and uh, walked by, I said, how are you today? And she said, I'm good, I'm good. And I was like, well, that's, that's amazing. I said, I hope you have a great day. Uh, and just give her some pleasantries. I didn't really say much. And I turned the corner around the elevator and sh I hear, sir, Sir, you know, and I turned back around and she's like standing there and she was an African-American lady and she's white as a ghost. And she says, are you a Christian? Could you not? She said, are you a Christian? I said, as a matter of fact, I am. And she said, well, I wrote you a note and put it on your little table in your room. And I was going to ask you to pray for some things when you had time. And I said, sweetheart. I, I don't even need to wait till I get to my room. Let's go ahead and do that right now. And I said, what's going on? And so she shares with me that her husband, and, and she's, Carrie was probably, she, I don't think she was 60, but she was probably fairly close, okay? And uh, she said, um, she said, my husband just got diagnosed with cancer, and he's, it's pretty bad. And uh, so would you pray that God heals my husband? And my son, he's incarcerated right now. He's in jail. And she didn't tell me what for, but the way she said it, I assumed it was drugs. I'm like, you know, I, I don't know. He's incarcerated. It doesn't matter. He's locked up. So, so he's incarcerated. And then she's like, and I'm tired. I'm tired because I'm worn out. Because I'm working. And she's working like two jobs and doing all this stuff to try and support her family and, and, and do all this stuff. And so I just, I just grabbed her by the hands and I just prayed. And as I'm praying, like she leaned into me and like I finally just let go of her hands and you know, she's this tall and, and just put her head right in my chest and she boo-hooed and snotted all over me and just cried and cried and 
cried. And, and, and Brandon just said he just loves you. He loves you. We went about our way, and I thought, you know, like I wasn't trying to evangelize, because I was nice to him. I spoke to him, made eye contact, you know, before that. But she recognized that I was a follower of Jesus, right? And so for that brief moment, her spirit was lifted. She was encouraged. Okay. And we'll tell one more quick one. This one won't take near as long. So those two I think I did okay on, right? I mean, I, I think I heard the voice and I did what God asked me and, um, and saw something tangible. And... Um, last day there, someone came in and uh, they were, uh, I don't know how to explain it, they were, they were on crutches, let's just say that, they were having a hard time, and I felt like the Lord said, go pray for them, and I started to go, and the guy's dad turned the corner. He was a younger man, but it was obviously this other guy was his dad. And I went, I froze. I froze long enough that he walked off. Because I was like, I don't know what this guy's dad's going to say. You know, I'm, I'm leery when an adult approaches my son, you know. And, and this guy was old enough that I could have approached him. But I feel like I missed that one. <laughs> Just being honest. Some days you get it, and some days you miss it. And I'm like, you know, and, and now I'm not living in condemnation because I'm like, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, and, I, I'm, and we've moved on. But, but I tell you that, that what if, what if just a quick word of encouragement Amen. would have made a difference in that one man's life, right? Mm -hmm. What if, what if God would have healed him? which I believe God wants to do that. What if God would have did that and he'd have thrown his crutches and ran the aisles of the sleep in? I mean, that, that would have been amazing. It would have been amazing. And so I, I tell you those stories, like, that's, that's like a week in my life most of the time. I mean, I'll tell you that to brag. That's just, that's just, it's just living and trying to, trying to listen and respond to what God says. And I feel like, I feel like that, that, the Lord's going to send revival. <clears throat> like, it's amazing what he does here. But a lot of what's done in here is fueled by what we witness and experience out there. And it would be amazing if we just had a whole crazy church that just start praying with people all over Amen. the place. Yes. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and, and it'd be easy, too, like, when we go to do these things. Like, sometimes it's like, well, I don't know. Like, first of all. First of all, as I'm approaching this couple and I'm like, man, they're yelling and screaming. Well, maybe it's God's will. Maybe it wasn't God's will for me to go and talk to them, right? I mean, we say stuff like that. We think it's sovereignty or, 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 well, maybe God didn't, it wasn't that guy's time to be prayed for. We say stuff like that, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure that's the right, um, the right way to think. And I'm not downplaying the Lord's sovereignty. I'm just saying that sometimes we probably use sovereignty as an excuse not to do anything. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Wow. Come on. That's right. Come on. 
we use it to give excuses. We use it to disregard faith. <laughs> and if he moves, he moves. If we take the time to encourage someone just doing that, then praise the Lord. And then sometimes we're like, well, it's going to be really hard because, like, if I see someone with a migraine, like, I see countless people touch from headaches. Like, I'm just like, that, you're getting better. You know what I mean? If you see someone crutches, sometimes that's a little bit harder. If you hear someone has stage four cancer, it's like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And, and what would it look like if God began to raise a company of believers that just didn't see anything as impossible, but just realized that everything's possible with him, and because I believe nothing's impossible for me, and we could see God do amazing things. Amen. What would it look like then? That's right. So, so what do we do when we start to get that doubt and that fear creep in? I think the first thing that we need to do is begin to just give Jesus praise. Just give him praise. I want to read this verse. It's amazing. Jeremiah 30, 19 says, From them will proceed thanksgiving and the voice of those who celebrate. From them will proceed thanksgiving and the voice of those who celebrate. And I will multiply them and they will not be diminished. I will also honor them and they will not be insignificant. So it says that, first of all, it says that from their mouth will proceed thanksgiving which means that praise will be unleashed and come forth from our mouth. And if that happens, he says, I will multiply them. So, so when we're living life and we see something that it's like, man, maybe God wants to do something, or, or even if we're just facing something in life, we're like, man, that just seems impossible. And again, it should not be in our vocabulary. Start to praise the Lord. Amen. Start to give him thanks for what he has already done in your life. That's or right. start to thank him, God. I thank you, God, that you said on earth as it is in heaven. And so I thank you that I can go and pray. I thank you that the prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. I thank you, God, that you said if anyone among you is sick, call the elders together and lay hands, knowing with oil and the prayer of faith will save them, will heal them, will make them recover. I just thank you for all of that, God. And you can say it in your head out loud. doesn't really matter. But it says that when we do that, he says, I will multiply them. And the word multiply means I will make them much. I will release abundance. I will make them great. And so if you're facing an impossible situation or if you're going through something difficult or if you see something difficult or what appears to be impossible, begin to release thanksgiving to God for what he's done or for who he is and, and, and just begin, thank you, God, because you're good and your love endures forever. Or thank you, God, because you are merciful. Thank you because you are kind, because you are just. Thank you because with you all things are possible. And thank you that, that because I believe nothing's impossible yes. for me. And not because I'm someone Amen. special, but because Christ in me, the hope of glory. So I just praise your name right now, God. I exalt your name right now, God. I bless your name right now, God. And it's like it's like as you begin to praise, he begins to release answers right. and breakthrough. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. And if he doesn't answer right then and there when it's in the waiting, continue to praise him through it. Yes, come on now. Come on. You know what we do? We get frustrated in the waiting. We do. We get frustrated. Like, I hate waiting. Today I went to Heine Brothers Coffee, right? Twice. But uh, <laughs> uh, first time I went, and it took him like three minutes to hand me my coffee after I paid. And I'm like, I'm ready to go. Right? Three minutes and I'm getting agitated. It's nuts. When there's some that we have prayed for years and years and years for God to just unleash an answer. And then what happens is we're like, well, 
He hasn't answered yet. It must be his will for me to go through this. Well, he hasn't answered yet. It must be his will for me to have this disease or affliction. Well, I know this is hard to hear, but it's the truth. We, we chalk it up to being that. And first of all, I, I've walked you through that stuff. I think, you know, like someone's like, well, thorn in the flesh. Again, I think thorn in the flesh is persecution, okay? Read it in context. I think that's what it says. Or, or we'll say this, and by the way, if I ever hear anyone say something like this, I, will, I don't correct very often, but I would correct you. We pray for someone, and we say this, oh, you didn't get an answer because you just don't have enough faith. Oh, oh. God. Yeah, everyone gasps when you say, do not ever say that. That's right. That's yeah. stupid. Come on. Yeah. Stupid. Do you know how many people, I'll just be honest, do you know how many people I've prayed for? Out on the streets that have said, I don't even believe that stuff. <laughs> That's okay. I do. I believe enough for you. That's right. Amen. And I've seen God move and touch him. Amen. Okay? Please don't ever do that. Amen. Don't don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. Begin to release Thanksgiving. Amen. Begin to thank God. That's right. And believe that He's good. That's right. And 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 if He answers and He He moves right then and there. Praise God. That's right. If you don't see something happen right then and there, it doesn't mean he hasn't answered. It just means that heaven's timeline hasn't lined up with ours yet. And it's okay. It really is okay. Be prepared. Be prepared to be like, you know what? By the way, by the way, you know, Carrie, the woman that I prayed for, um, for her husband and cancer, and I prayed that her son would get set free from jail. On all likelihood, he probably wasn't released right then and there, was he? And I don't have an idea about her husband because I didn't see her again the next few days. But you know what? She thanked me for spending the time with her. And it wasn't because of anything. It's because she was treated like a person and she realized that God loved her in that moment. Amen. That's it. Amen. So be willing to do that, man. And, and don't let fear talk you out from belief. That's right. Thank the Lord. Some of you in here have amazing testimonies what God has brought you through over the years. Begin to thank him for how Amen. he brought you again and again and again. That's why, what is it, in Habakkuk, he says, write down these things. I think you need to write down things so you remember things. Because you need to go back and look at them like, oh, I forgot he did that. I don't know how you forgot, but we do forget, right? Hey, Egypt had a history of forgetting. <laughs> oh, Seas parted, split, right? We walked through on dry ground a week later. Oh, God left us out here. I mean, we do that. Write the stuff down. Write it down. My goodness. <laughs> all right. I think we can also live forgetting the definition of impossible. Here's a fun one. Here's a fun one. Acts 5.12. This is one of my favorite verses. It says, at the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were taking place among the people, and they were all in accord in Solomon's portico. But none of the rest dared to associate with them. <laughs> so it's like we recognize God's moving, but we're not going to associate with you, which is wild, by the way. <laughs> However, the people held them in high esteem. They honored them. And all the more believers in the Lord, multitudes of men and women, were constantly added to their number to such an extent that they even carried the sick out into the streets and laid them on cots and pallets so that Peter came by and at least his shadow might fall on any one of them. Also, the people from the cities in the vicinity of Jerusalem were coming together 
bringing people who were sick, afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. It says they were all healed. Amen. Amen. Okay. Now, again, I don't understand why sometimes it's immediate. I don't understand sometimes it's years. I don't get it, but I'm not going to let it stop me. That's right. From praying for these things, okay, and believing these things. Now, what if, I read this story, I read this to you because I think this is fascinating. What if we lived our lives with such a degree of faith? Like, what if, what if I had so much faith that when I walked into a room, that other people's impossibilities begin to melt away. Amen. Yes. Like seriously, like I like it says that they laid people in the streets and Peter's shadow healed them. Like I don't, I don't think Peter thought. Let me move my shadow. Like I don't think he did that. <laughs> right. That's really weird. But image. I just. I don't think he did that. I think Peter walked. And went about his day-to-day -day life, but he had such a degree of faith that it affected the people that was around him. Amen. What if, what if we got so focused on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, that when we walked into a room that someone that's depressed and let down is like, I don't understand what's going on, but the depression I have is beginning to melt away. Amen. What would it, what would it look like if someone felt hopeless and you walk into a room and you're like, I don't understand, but I just received a download of hope. I don't even get it. And we have no clue what's going on. We have no clue that it even happened. By the way, Jesus had the same thing happen. The lady touched the hem of his robe. He had such an awareness. That's a whole other degree of like faith. He had such an awareness of the degree of presence that was on his life that he recognized the power went out from him. Like, I just think that's wild in of itself. But, but Peter just went about his day, you know, oh, 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 whatever, and, 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 and the Lord moved. That's right. I, I just think it would be amazing if, if we became the answer to other people's prayers. Mm -hmm. oh. what, if, what if word got out, and again, and, and it's not always about signs and wonders. I just think those things help, okay? I just think they're neat. Uh, and, and by the way, let me say this, like signs, of, signs and wonders, signs and wonders, it's like this. If I drive down the highway and I see a sign for a hotel, I don't pull over at the sign, right, and sleep there. I'm still going to be in my car on the side of the highway. The sign points to where the destination is. And so when the Lord does something amazing, it's, we don't camp out and get fixated on that sign. It points to Jesus, which is the destination, all right? So let's get that cleared out of the way. So, so what would happen... What would happen if we got so fixated on Jesus that the shadows started touching people and it says that they started bringing all the people. So obviously they started scouting Peter's life, right? Wow. It's like, well, he lives this. He, he's here at this time of day. He does this, this, and this. I, I think that would look like this, that on Saturday mornings we get up early and we go to the grocery store and people... Like, well, April Michael's going to be at the grocery. Why don't we just go there and wait to maybe, maybe the answer that we need will come to us when they walk by. Or, or maybe when Mary Kay goes on her morning walks, because morning walks are the best, right? <laughs> I love that, by the way. But, but maybe when Mary Kay goes on her morning walks, that people start just going looking out their window. <laughs> I didn't mean to single you out. I just, that just popped in my head. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, like, like Jesus, 
The presence of God is so noticeable. And it's not for us to be noticed because of anything. We actually diminish. That's right. Right? John, John the Baptist, I must decrease so he can increase. increase. That's right. It's not to draw it's attention so to myself. It's to draw on. attention to him. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm like so challenged reading this. But, but what if God doesn't move? Well, I guess then we should just never pray for anyone. That way we don't ever get let down and we don't let anyone down. I mean, we, like that, I said that sarcastically, which isn't a fruitive gift of the Spirit, but it's not. It's not, I've looked it up. I say that, but we think things like that. I used, I, and I'm going to tell you where I've heard it, but, you know, I used to, when I first started out in ministry, I'd go in the hospital and someone would be sick, and I'd, I'd go in and just, Jesus, heal them. Heal them. What to see them break throughs, but I'd heal them, God. And I, someone went with me, another minister, and they're like, you can't pray like that. You need to pray to the level of their faith. Give me a break. Mm -hmm. Come on, give me a break. No, I don't Love read that them. anywhere in the Word. That's right. And the, the justification was we don't want to let anyone down. Come on. Now, the well, Lord's bigger than that. And some of us may have put on our big boy undies or panties <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and be okay if the Lord moves. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> it's being strengthened. But you understand, we, we, should, we should not be afraid to pray. That's right. It's not even your name that's on the line. Come on. When, when you go and you talk to someone and share your faith or you pray for something, it's not even about your reputation. It's his name that's on at stake. Yes, and he says on. this, by the way, he says he waits, he watches over his word. So if I share his word with someone, guess it's not my responsibility to make sure it comes to fruition because he's watching over it himself. He can do it himself. He knows what he's doing. Wow. All right. All right. So, next thing, and, and I'm just like, I just feel like the Lord just want, um, I just feel like the Lord wants to just remove all excuses tonight. Okay? So, the next thing is, let's not dumb down the gospel to justify our experiences. <laughs> let's not dumb it down to justify our experiences. You know, there's lots of theologies out there that have been made because of disappointment. Yep. Mark 16, 15. I'm just reading these miracle passages because they fit tonight. And I felt like they're supposed to. But 16, 15. Go into all the world. These are red letters. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Should we preach the gospel to all creation? Yes. Yeah. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved. And he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. So there is a heaven and a hell. Let's just get that out there. And then right here, these signs shall accompany those who have believed. In my name, they'll cast out demons, they'll speak in new tongues, they'll pick up serpents, they'll drink deadly poison. It'll not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Um, I read this like two years ago. I read this in the book of Acts and I thought my life is laughable. 
Like I got really convicted, and I, and I don't mean this to make you feel bad. I'm just like I read, I read the Bible, I read this verse, especially they shall lay the hands on the sick and they will recover. Like it's not they might, they they possibly it's like they will. And I read this, and I read the Book of Acts, and it was like the Lord was like, if I put your biography in Acts, I don't know, I have it open Acts chapter two right now, so. Let's just say right here. Let's let's put let's put Michael Perkins's biography in, in Acts chapter three, right between where they healed the beggar at the gate called Beautiful, and right before they pray uh, for more boldness after they just been locked up. Like it was like it was like I was embarrassed. It's like my life is laughable. I love Jesus. I serve Him. I've given my life, but it wouldn't make sense in this book. All right. So let's look at this few words right here. It says, uh, uh, these signs will accompany. The words sign means token, indications, miracles. Accompany means it will closely follow. <clears throat> and it actually means this. It, it means that these signs will accompany, these signs will follow. It means that these signs will investigate. And the word investigate actually means that these signs will give evidence that the one that you're following exists. Wow. So it's not me. Not I don't, by the way, I don't work any miracles. He does. That's right. Amen. So you don't heal people, he does. So that's right. I don't have a gift. He is the gift. That's right. Yeah. Okay? Let's just get that out of the way. So I, I read that passage just to say this, that if we're chasing Jesus, and these other things are really periphery. They really are peripheral. It's like they're a consequence of chasing him. It's a consequence of chasing him. I'm not saying go after this thing. I'm saying go after Jesus. And you're going to leave a little bit of a wake when you go after Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. All right. Last point. Last point, actually. This one will take a few minutes to go through, but it's the last point. Okay. Okay. God does not need... Let me back up. Let me say this. I put this on Facebook today. In light of these signs will accompany, by the way, like the only thing that's going to fix the country is Jesus. Yep. Amen. And if you are in here thinking that an elected official or an emperor or whatever is going to change it, you're mistaken. Yeah, no. It's just Jesus. Okay? Alright, so Let's move on. <laughs> uh, God does not need our resources to be supernatural. He just is. That's right. <laughs> Look here. Last week, last week I said that you're full of power and potential because Christ in you, the hope of glory. And, and you are. And as I was praying this week, I'm like, because after I preach, I'm like, God, let, let, what was, let your word really it saturated. Don't let people forget it and let it become their life. That's why I pray every week. And I always felt like there was some pushback. And and uh, not that you guys are disagreeing, but it was just like, man, my experience is this. And so so I felt like there was a little pushback. And and why? Especially in this area, I, I think that sometimes we think that our effectiveness is, is based on the amount of resources that we have. Mm -hmm. As opposed to the one that has us. 
So like we're we're a little church. We're a church plant. I'm like January rent's going to be due. I don't know how that's going to happen. I know he'll provide for it. Amen. Okay. Yes, he will. He will. And it's easy to look down the street and say, well, they have all these resources. And they can do this, this, and this. Well, you know what? We can too without it. I try. Because he's here. Amen. Okay. So so I say that. We think resources is what makes a difference. I've referenced this a few times. But in Mark 8, Jesus had seven, seven loaves of bread and two fish, and he fed 4,000 people. Seven loaves of fish. Or seven loaves of fish, that'd be weird. That'd be gross, actually. <laughs> fish bread. <laughs> so he had seven, seven loaves of bread and two fish, and he fed 4,000 people. John 6, he had five loaves and two fish. So he had two less loaves of bread, but he fed 1,000 extra people. Don't confuse your poverty with your ability. That's right. That's good. Come on. Don't confuse your lack of resources for the lack of your potential. Amen. <laughs> I actually think that poverty is what qualifies us to be used by God. And, and I'm not talking about being poor, but those who are poor in spirit, right? <laughs> or those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, you shall be filled. I, I, I think that this is intentionally in the word because I think Jesus wants to show you that... <coughs> All he needs to move is what you have. Amen. And I think he purposefully used less stuff to touch more people so that we would understand that we just need to be faithful with what we have. Amen. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Let me read John 6 here in context. Uh, 6, 1 through 14. I've got time to do this. It says, After these things, Jesus went away to the other side. Of the Sea of Galilee, a large crowd followed him because they saw signs which he was performing on those who were sick. Then Jesus went up to the mountain, and there he sat. We talked about this. He sat along with his disciples. Now the Passover feast of the Jews was near. Therefore, Jesus, lifting up, lifting up his eyes and seeing a large crowd was coming up to him. So here's Jesus climbing the mountain, sit down. People follow him up into God's presence. All right. This he was saying, and, and I'm sorry, so, so there he said to Philip, where are we to buy bread so that we may eat? This he was saying to test him, for he himself knew what he was intending to do. Philip answered, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them for everyone to receive a little. One of his disciples, Andrew Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a lad who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what, what are these for so many people? So he's like, we have some bread and food bread of fish, but it's not enough to cover all these people. And we told you that it says there were 5,000 people here. That's just 5,000 men. So in all likelihood, conservatively, it's probably 15,000 people there, counting women and children. So verse 10, it says, Jesus said, have the people sit down. Again, the word sit means to get rested. Don't stress out. Abide. Relax. That's what it means. And it says, now there was much grass in the place. Glad there was grass. So the men sat down in the number of about 5,000. Jesus took the loaves and had giving thanks. By the way, isn't that neat? We already talked about giving thanks before the breakthrough comes, right? Yeah. And we don't really see what's going to happen. Jesus gave thanks before he did anything else. He gave thanks. He distributed to those who were seated. Now, I've talked about this before. 
But I, it says that he distributed those who received it. There were 5,000 people there. And so 15,000 probably women and children. And it says that he gave to those who sat down, which means who were in a posture of rest, a posture of trust, who were not stressed out, but who were actually like, okay, I'm going to receive. Which also, I think, if you read that, it says he gave to those that were seated, which I think that that means that there were ones that did not sit down and did not receive anything. Side note, this came out when I was preaching at his church this week on this, this text. If there's 15,000 people and we're talking about waiting for breakthrough to come, there's going to be, you realize just mathematically that they didn't just go and 15,000 people received everything at once. It doesn't say that. It said they distributed, which means that the person that was 14,999th in line had to wait a lot longer than the person that was number 321 in line. That's right. Doesn't mean the Lord's not going to answer. It just means that it may take longer than the next person. But it's not any less of an answer. That's right. Come on. Amen. Oh, yeah. Amen. So, I got really blessed this week when that came out because that wasn't for me. So likewise, also the fish as much as they wanted. When they were filled, he gave to his disciples and said, Gather up the leftover fragments so that nothing will be lost. So they gathered them up and they filled 12 baskets with, 12, with fragments from the five barley loaves, which were left over from those who had eaten. Therefore, when the people saw the sign which he had performed, they said, Truly the prophet, truly the prophet who is to come into the world is among us. So, first of all, the Lord gave you those that were seated, those that were not stressed out. And, and I think that's a word for us tonight, by the way. Especially when it comes to seeing breakthrough, that it's like, oh man, God's got to do something. Well, he hadn't moved yet, so let me go do this, right? Well, maybe we just need the Psalm 4610, be still and know that I'm God, right? The word be still, cease striving and know that I'm God means to sink down as if you were sitting down. It's a posture of relaxation. Um, and, and I did this image here before, but there's some people who didn't hear this. But when it says, be still and know that I'm God, it means take a seat, prop up your feet, and relax, which is absolutely incredible. And, 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 and the position that you're sitting in, we know that Jesus quotes this more than any other passage in the New Testament. He quotes this from the Old Testament, that the devil is your footstool. Mm -hmm. And so he's in this position of relaxation, be still and know that I'm God. So those that were sat down, he gave to Translation, don't stress out if God hasn't moved yet. That's right. Come on. That's... Keep believing. Amen. Keep believing. It's like a really good word. Amen. <laughs> but, I mean... You actually have to trust God to give the breakthrough. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you can't do it yourself. Let me read this last verse again. Verse 9, it says, There was a lad who had five barley loaves and two fish. But what are these for so many people? Okay. I love this. I said, the Lord doesn't need your resources. <laughs> He'll use them. I love this. Because 
it's not about how much you give. I think it's about the percentage that you give. Little boy didn't have much, but he gave the Lord everything he had. It's not about the quantity, it's about the percentage. Okay. That's also why when Jesus saw the one woman put the one coin in the offering that he was blown away, right? Because it was the percentage. All right. I also love this, that this one young man, I love this because we have to trust Jesus for the breakthrough. But when we trust him that it's like, this is all we have. This is all I have, and he takes it. We not only trust him for ours, but we're actually trusting him for everyone else's. That's right. <clears throat> so this little boy's like, I, I don't have much, but I can have it all. And I, I, I believe that you, I will still have enough even when I give this in. And not only will I still have enough, but I think everyone else in the room will have enough. Or everyone else in the, the grassy hills will have enough. <coughs> A lot of us in this room don't feel like we have very much. <clears throat> be it resources, finances, be it skills or ability, gifting, whatever. And, and can I tell you that it's not even about those things? That's right. It's really not. I, I just think it's it's about this. Here you go, Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Jesus, it really um, and possibility is no longer in your your vocabulary. That's right. I mean, serious, I mean seriously, fifteen thousand people. Come on. Amen. Here, 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 here's a couple of loaves of bread, and here's a couple of fish. Go ahead and make everyone, you know, whatever. It's just it just makes no sense. It doesn't take much. He doesn't need. But he just wants our everything. Amen. I love it. I absolutely love it. So tonight, I just want to pray a general prayer over us. Oh, I wrote this in my notes. This was a clever line. Other people can feed off of our surrender. Amen. Yeah, right? I mean, that's what happened in that story. Other people fed off this young man's surrender. What would it look like if we just completely yielded everything that we have to the Lord? And I know, I mean, there's ministers in here. There's people moving across the country. There's people that are doing amazing things right now. And you're really trusting God. But what about that one area we may not have fully trusted him yet with? What about that one area? What would it look like if we just live fully surrendered? What would it look like if this church, this small company of believers, got so surrendered that the people, I don't know, the people in the shopping center, the good businesses, began to prosper? Amen. But did well. And not because they did anything, but just because of the Lord's goodness to us. Amen. What if they got blessed like that? What, what if, what if, you're at a hotel, <laughs> and you see some married couple fighting. 
instead of going, going to the counter, ding, 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 ding. Could you tell them to hush up, right? That's what I wanted to do. What if, so I know the answer to your problem. I'm not telling you the stuff I do. I'm just saying a lot of the fear and a lot of the way you appear, it really stops mattering so much. That's right. Say, here you go. Amen. All right. I'm done. I'm going to pray. Yeah. And uh, the Lord is going to cement. Um, the Lord's going to cement the word tonight in our hearts. And uh, we're going to be different. And we're going to live this stuff out. And uh, we're going to see God begin to take our city and our neighborhoods. Amen. So, Jesus, I thank you for your word. I thank you for how good you are. I thank you, God, that impossible is not even in your vocabulary. I thank you that, that, that all things are possible with God, and I thank you that anything is possible to the one that believes. I just, wow, just if, if we could just get that revelation right there, God. We could just live in that space right there. And Lord, it, it, I've rattled this off for the last few months, I think a few times, and even tonight I have several times. And every time I say it, God, my heart, I almost get apprehensive because I know what that sounds like. <laughs> I know what it sounds like, but it's red letters, and so um, we're okay. It's your word. It's your truth. And so I pray that becomes a reality. I pray, God, that we would no longer get hopeless when things get hard. I pray, God, we would no longer get restless when things get difficult. But I pray that we could look with an unfaith gaze, with an unwavering faith, and just begin to believe and declare your goodness over those situations, God. That's what I pray. I pray that you help us to fully give you everything that we have. Some of us don't have much, mm -hmm. but you don't need much to do a whole lot. Amen. You don't have, need much to do a whole lot. So I pray that we fully surrender everything to you, God. And I pray, I just pray in here tonight, God, that you remove any and all apprehension, any and all fear, any and all anxiety, God, any and all guilt that I can't share my faith with someone in public because they're going to think I'm politically incorrect or this, that, or the other. I just, just remove all that, God. If someone gets upset, they get upset. It's okay. So, Jesus, we love you and we bless you and we praise you. We praise you, God. Yes. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give Jesus praise. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, so go out, man. Live this stuff out. Let's let's really believe that nothing is impossible Amen. and that all things are possible Amen. with him. That's right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> right, seriously, just just whatever's impossible, just dare it to stay the same in Jesus' presence. Now, and again, don't go out there and be like. Lord, it would be impossible for a Denali pickup truck to pull up right there with my name on it. Right? That's, that's, that's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. Okay? That, that's, I think that's blasphemous, actually. Okay? But it's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility for God to bring someone some hope. Amen. To bless someone, to restore a marriage, to encourage a mother and a wife that's hurting. You understand? That's it, folks. So Jesus bless them. Amen. 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 You are dismissed, folks.